0: section eight of some passages of the life and death of the right honourable john earl of rochester by gilbert burnett this librivox recording is in the public domain the conclusion thus he lived and thus he died in the three-and-thirtieth year of his age nature had fitted him for great things and his knowledge and observation qualified him to have been one of the most extraordinary men not only of his nation but of the age he lived in and i do verily believe that if god had thought fit to have continued him longer in the world he had been the wonder and delight of all that knew him but the infinitely wise god knew better what was fit for him and what the age deserved for men who have so cast off all sense of god and religion deserve not so single a blessing as the example and conviction which the rest of his life might have given them and i am apt to think that the divine goodness took pity on him and seeing the sincerity of his repentance would try and venture him no more in circumstances of temptation perhaps too hard for human frailty now he is at rest and i am very confident enjoys the fruits of his late but sincere repentance But such as live and still go on in their sins and impieties, and will not be awakened neither by this nor the other alarms that are about their ears, are, it seems, given up by God to a judicial hardness and impenitency. Here is a public instance of one who lived of their side, but could not die of it. And though none of all our libertines understood better than he the secret mysteries of sin, had more studied everything that could support a man in it, and had more resisted all external means of conviction than he had done. Yet when the hand of God inwardly touched him, he could no longer kick against those pricks, but humbled himself under that mighty hand, and as he used often to say in his prayers, he who had so often denied him found then no other shelter but his mercies and compassions i have written this account with all the tenderness and caution i could use and in whatsoever i may have failed i have been strict in the truth of what i have related remembering that of job will ye lie for god religion has strength and evidence enough in itself and needs no support from lies and made stories i do not pretend to have given the formal words that he said though i have done that where i could remember them but i have written this with the same sincerity that i would have done had i known i had been to die immediately after i had finished it i did not take notes of our discourses last winter after we parted so i may have perhaps in the setting out of my answers to him have enlarged on several things both more fully and more regularly than i could say them in such free discourses as we had i am not so sure of all i set down as said by me as i am of all said by him to me but yet the substance of the greatest part even of that is the same it remains that i humbly and earnestly beseech all that shall take this book in their hands that they will consider it entirely and not rest some parts to an ill intention god the searcher of hearts knows with what fidelity i have writ it but if any will drink up only the poison that may be in it without taking also the antidote here given to those ill principles or considering the sense that this great person had of them when he reflected seriously on them and will rather confirm themselves in their ill ways by the scruples and objections which i set down than be edified by the other parts of it as i will look on it as a great infelicity that i should have said anything that may strengthen them in their impieties so the sincerity of my intentions will i doubt not excuse me at his hands to whom i offer up this small service i have now performed in the best manner i could what was left on me by this noble lord and have done with the part of an historian i shall in the next place say somewhat as a divine so extraordinary a text does almost force a sermon though it is plain enough itself and speaks with so loud a voice that those who are not awakened by it will perhaps consider nothing that i can say if our libertines will become so far sober as to examine their former course of life with that disengagement and impartiality, which they must acknowledge a wise man ought to use in things of greatest consequence, and balance the account of what they have got by their debaucheries with the mischiefs they have brought on themselves and others by them, they will soon see what a mad bargain they have made. Some diversion, mirth, and pleasure is all they can promise themselves, but to obtain this how many evils are they to suffer? how have many wasted their strength brought many diseases on their bodies and precipitated their age in the pursuit of those things and as they bring old age early on themselves so it becomes a miserable state of life to the greatest part of them gouts strangeries and other infirmities being severe reckonings for their past follies not to mention the more loathsome diseases with their no less loathsome and troublesome cures which they must often go through who deliver themselves up to forbidden pleasure many are disfigured beside with the marks of their intemperance and lewdness and which is yet sadder an infection is derived oftentimes on their innocent but unhappy issue who being descended from so vitiated an original suffer for their excesses their fortunes are profusely wasted both by their neglect of their affairs they being so buried in vice that they cannot employ either their time or spirits so much exhausted by intemperance to consider them and by that prodigal expense which their lusts put upon them they suffer no less in their credit the chief means to recover an entangled estate for that irregular expense forceth them to so many mean shifts makes them so often false to all their promises and resolutions that they must needs feel how much they have lost that which a gentleman and men of ingenious tempers do sometimes prefer even to life itself their honour and reputation nor do they suffer less in the nobler powers of their minds which by a long course of such dissolute practices come to sink and degenerate so far that not a few whole first blossoms gave the most promising hopes have so withered as to become incapable of great and generous undertakings and to be disabled to everything but to wallow like swine in the filth of sensuality their spirits being dissipated and their minds so numbed as to be wholly unfit for business and even indisposed to think that this dear price should be paid for a little wild mirth or gross and corporal pleasure is a thing of such imparalleled folly that if there were not too many such instances before us it might seem incredible to all this we must add the horrors that their ill actions raise in them, and the hard shifts that they are put to, to stave off these, either by being perpetually drunk or mad, or by an habitual disuse of thinking and reflecting on their actions, and, if these arts will not perfectly quiet them, by taking sanctuary in such atheistical principles, as may at least mitigate the sourness of their thoughts, though they cannot absolutely settle their minds." if the state of mankind and human societies are considered what mischiefs can be equal to those which follow these courses such persons are a plague wherever they come they can neither be trusted nor beloved having cast off both truth and goodness which procure confidence and attract love they corrupt some by they run great hazards and put themselves to much trouble and all this to do what is to themselves as possibly they can what influence this has on the whole nation is relations are quite broken. Virtue is thought an antic piece of formality, and religion the effect of cowardice or knavery. These are the men that would reform the world by bringing it under a new system of intellectual and moral principles, but bait them a few bold and lewd jests. What have they ever done or designed to do, to make of the present age, and their names must rot in the next? Impudence and laughter will face the world down, as if they were to teach it wizard and take from them their borrowed wit and their least and lowest of men. If they will, or if they can think a little, I wish they would consider that by their own principles they cannot be sure that religion is only a contrivance, all they pretend to is only to weaken some arguments that are brought for it, but they have not brow enough to say they can prove that their own principles are true, so that at most they bring their cause no higher than that it is possible religion may not be true." but still it is possible it may be true and they have no shame left that will deny that it is also probable it may be true and if so then what madmen are they who run so great a hazard for nothing by their own confession it may be there is a god a judgment and a life to come and if so then he that believes these things, and lives according to them, as he enjoys a long course of health and quiet of mind, an innocent relish of many true pleasures and the serenities which virtue raises in him, with the goodwill and friendship which it procures him from others. So when he dies, if these things prove mistakes, he does not outlive his error, nor shall it afterwards raise trouble or disquiet in him, if he then ceases to be. But if these things be true, he shall be infinitely happy in that state, where his present small services shall be so excessively rewarded. The libertines on the other side, as they know they must die, so the thoughts of death must be always melancholy to them. They can have no pleasant view of that which yet they know cannot be very far from them. The least painful idea they can have of it is that it is an extinction and ceasing to be, but they are not sure even of that. Some secret whispers within them, whether they will or not, tremble at the apprehensions of another state, neither their tinsel wit, nor superficial learning, nor their impotent assaults upon the weak side, as they think of religion, nor the boldest notions of impiety, will hold them up then, of all which I now present so lively an instance, as perhaps history can scarcely parallel. End of section eight.